Hello and welcome back, Podcast Pals. It is episode 9 of Sound Scientific with Bonnie and Avril. And today we are discussing the debate of why giraffes have such long necks. Is it because they eat from really high trees or because they get into combat using their necks to access their sexy female counterparts? All that coming up after a word from our sponsors. <laughs> this is a journey into science. What is it all about? Jokes, it's just us. How was your weeks? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm still loving that. Um, I What did I get up to these past couple of weeks? I feel like I've had really boring weeks, actually. Same. <laughs> right? What has just happened? Maybe just because we've been busy with other uni stuff. With life. Um, but I went to Arana a couple times as a lab demonstrator for the undergraduate classes, so that was fun. And then uh, Stefan and I went on a road trip down south yesterday. Well, it wasn't even a road trip. It was just... 12 hours in the car and we, we took all the dogs with us which was incredible and hilarious they just slept the whole time except rocket rocket likes to participate and so he was snuggled a majority of the time but yeah i think that's um it's pretty much it that's all you did yeah. for two weeks for t- <laughs> just been <laughs> man boring all i did was like nothing much we um i just had lazy days of course because the last weekend was raining oh and snowing and snowing so it was just trash tv in bed which was absolutely great Mm -hmm. and got day drunk on saturday nice after open homes so that was fun is it more of like a i need to drink because the open homes sucked or like woo open homes uh a little bit of both Well, Daniel was drinking while I was driving us around the open homes. And then when we got home, I was like, well, I'll join. I'll join in. Oh, so that's how he was leveled up. That's why he was leveled up. And then it got to 7.30 and we were asleep. Right. So it was that sort of day. And then I made some sexy rat pictures. I spent like three hours on Saturday morning doing that. It was a great activity. Time well spent. Um, I brought my dog talking buttons. (gasps) You did? Yeah. I forgot. So I order, you'd order them from AliExpress and you essentially just record whatever on them. So it'll just be little buttons of my voice being like, outside, walk, and things. Man, he's going to be so good at it. Yeah, I know. And I've signed up to this program that um, they like collect your data and send it to animal behaviorists and like language development like teams. Yeah. Wow, um, cool. And so they track your progress and like what but words have you used and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, basically just like keeps me accountable. And so he signed up as my official learner. And oh I write God. in like progress updates every two weeks of what he's been doing. And I really want to do it with Chubb, but I feel like she'll just go food, 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 So food, there's a thing food. where you don't make a, f- tr- a food button because right. then they might associate buttons as like a food dispenser. Right. So you do- And you don't train them with food as well. So if they press the button, you don't be like, well done, here's a treat, because then they might associate the buttons with just like a food dispenser. Wow. You train them by saying like outside, for example. You've got the button that says the word outside, and then you just put it next to the door, and then you say like outside, press the button, and then associate it with the activity of going outside, and that's how you 
do it. Right, that's cool. Yeah. We obviously need to do an episode on this because it is really cool. Absolutely. So I've started an Instagram page for his progress and it is Stewie underscore talks. And yeah. it's not good yet, but when he has the buttons, it's going to be great. And I then I um, had another existential meltdown and have recovered since then. And that's pretty much my weeks. I love that. Originally, the elongation of necks in giraffes was widely thought to, to be due to foraging competition. So that is eating the leaves up high because the others can't reach it. They thought it was this because it was just so obvious. But then it was observed that they don't always eat up high and they can forage on lower bushes and are often seen to be feeding with their heads down as opposed to stretched up. One paper by Simmons and Sheepers in 1996 put forward another hypothesis that having long necks was due to sexual selection. And sexual selection is where certain characteristics are selected for by the opposite sex through preferences. So the classic example of peacocks and their giant feathers, the peahens or female peacocks are drab and boring as fuck but they they like the sexy feathers of the male peacocks the selected features often have no ecological or survival benefit other than attracting mates like the big peacock feathers don't help them find food or anything they just make them look pretty so pretty and so we've got two selection types here so natural selection and sexual selection and then there's you know a whole range in between there but natural selection is where animals that are better adapted to their environment survive and reproduce. So being the most camouflaged will enhance your survival so that you are the only one that has more babies because the other ones that weren't as well camouflaged are dead, so they can't make babies. Mm-hmm. Versus the sexual selection, which is specific to mate preference and certain traits are selected for by the opposite sex. So basically, if you're hotter, you'll get all the chicks. <laughs> and that's in a textbook. and uh the two we're talking about today in terms of the giraffes are the feeding competition hypothesis tall necks to reach up for the food up high which is natural selection versus necks for sex (laughs) the sexual selection hypothesis which is that males have their big strong necks for necking or neck fighting to gain access to the females on heat We'll dive into the sexual selection hypothesis paper from 1996 first. This paper posed that the long neck isn't due to just feeding because giraffes can and do feed at lower heights. And they reviewed all the literature looking at modern giraffe foraging behavior and also morphology of extinct giraffe-like species and from giraffes today. And they found that... As we've said, giraffes feed on lower parts of the tree, aka not exclusively at the top of the tree, where no one can else can reach. And the thinking here is that if they evolved this long neck to take advantage of feeding the unreachable parts of the tree, then why would they not forage there the whole time? They also found that giraffe necks are disproportionately bigger. So if the selection was just favouring reaching the food at the top of the tree, then why wasn't the whole animal bigger? Why was it specifically just the neck that was bigger? Imagine a proportional giraffe. Just a giant. <laughs> um, 
And the reason we're wanking on about this is because you have to take into consideration that this long neck is a high disadvantage in terms of like biological sort of success. Yeah. yeah. Think of pumping blood from the heart up the six foot long neck. It's a lot of strain on the heart and the arteries. So for something to be selected for an evolution, especially this outrageous, there needs to be a good benefit. If it was a strong selection pressure, then surely they'd feed at that height all the time. So perhaps there is another reason. Dun, dun, dun. Sexual selection. So they pose the idea that maybe giraffes evolved these long necks for fighting. They literally use their heads as clubs and smack each other, resulting in serious injury and sometimes even death. To see if it is sexually selected, they looked at the morphology or physical differences between males and females. Since it's only the males and the species that do the fighting, the females don't fight. And usually... When sexual selection has occurred, there is a sexual dimorphism, which means males and females look different, like the peacocks and peahens. They found that males have larger and thicker skulls and necks compared to females, and this is also when they accounted for the body size as well, like relative to body size. And the males with larger necks are more successful in fights, getting the ladies and therefore having more babies. <laughs> oh my god, it that rhymes. That Wait, wasn't is this a intentional. <laughs> Oh my god, how did this happen? <laughs> uh, so this makes sense that the necks are used for something else other than feeding and also that it's successful. Um, they are also the only ungulate, which is a hoofed mammal, that uses this fighting technique. Others will bite and headbutt, etc. So in other words, basically, this fighting, neck clubbing sort of um, behaviour behavior is unique to giraffes. And females have a smaller skull that are less well-armored, so they have lighter and smaller horns. And their necks are shorter than males by about 30 to 40 centimeters. And male necks keep growing, whereas females stop growing around 10 years. And so tick sexual dimorphism is present in traps. Hmm. So there are male and female differences. Yes. Now we'll dive into the more recent 2006 paper that provides evidence for the foraging hypothesis. And what was so great is that both of these papers are called Winning by a Neck. And the one was um, released in 1996, Winning by a Neck. And then in 2006, which is how many years later? Ten years. Yep. Um, it was also... Is <laughs> so it? unsure. 1996 and 2006, right? Yeah. I don't know. No, the 90s are just so long for me. They're so far away. But so it is 2006. Whatever. This isn't a math podcast. It's a rapping podcast now. It's a rapping now. podcast now. Um, yeah, so they, they now released a different paper titled... Half of the same thing. So, like, the first part of the title is the same in both of the papers. So they're like, oh, winning by a neck in this context. Oh, winning by a neck in this one. It's great. Like, here is a complete comparison to your paper. Yeah. Just lovely. Friendly debate. Anyway, um, this work was carried out by Alyssa Cameron. She is our other animal behavior star at Mm -hmm. our university and Johan Dutoit. The reason they carried out the study is because no one had yet tested whether giraffes actually achieve a foraging advantage by eating food that their competitors can't reach. And competitors are just other animals um, 
in the same area eating the same stuff. So it seems intuitive that they have tall necks so they eat high foods, but the box that hadn't been ticked is that they were actually gaining an advantage of foraging above the reach of smaller browsers. Another definition, browsers are like grazing but up in trees. So when you graze, you're grazing the ground, but when you browse, you're eating tree stuff, which I just learned today. Yes, and I only know it from zookeeping days because we go collect browse. There you go. The more you know. So the way they tested this is they fenced off some trees and then measured the biomass between the two. So basically you've got these four metre high trees and they put up 2.2 metre fences blocking out the shorter competitors. So the ones with fences are like the giraffe only trees because only they could access the foliage because the fence was in the way. And then they had control trees which were other four metre trees in the same area but they were unfenced. And, and these trees obviously both giraffes and the shorter browsers or other animals could eat at those. Then two years later, they went back and measured how much food or plant material was on the trees at each level. So low, medium and high, which represented the different feeding heights of the different animals in the area. And they found that there was a difference in foliage available at the different heights. Um, So in giraffe biting terms, there was more plant matter available to them higher in the tree as opposed to down at the bottom. And so more biomass or plant material available at the top. Yeah. Yeah. So basically all this means is that giraffes do have an advantage by being able to feed from the top of trees. The food is better up there and they're more or less forced to go up there anyway because the other animals deplete all the stuff at the bottom. So the other browsers that forage down low on the trees, they are really selective feeders and they rip out all these little leaves and shoots and everything while they're fresh, whereas giraffes don't really care and they just eat a massive big scoop of food. And they can achieve this better at the top where others haven't gone in and taken out all the good bits, essentially. And And this largely comes down to the fact that because they're bigger, they have to eat more biomass and they have these longer guts and so they can just process all of this other plant material they and then the little ones have smaller digestive systems so they have to specialize and get all the little good bits Mm -hmm. and so they have to maximize whereas the giraffes are like give me the fucking whole tree yeah yeah exactly yeah because metabolic reasons because metabolic so previous research has showed that giraffes have a bite size advantage by feeding higher in the tree because others haven't selectively fed on it um and then this paper has um shown that this is explained by the avoidance of competition with smaller browsers and so they're moving up to the top of the tree to avoid having to like compete with the other animals yep yeah yeah and so they can just go up to the top and get copious amounts of food without any competition yeah so there is an advantage of having a long neck for specifically feeding which is facilitated by their long necks Lovely. Wow. And so this was good because this paper actually tested that, whereas other people were just kind of assuming it. Was this like, again, science, just put it into ones and zeros? Yeah, exactly, because you have to do that because you can't just say, yeah, it's so obvious, so obviously that must be what's going on. But sometimes it's not as black and white as it seems. So... Did giraffes evolve long necks due to food or due to sex? (laughs) Probably both. It's a chicken and egg situation. And 
What we're wondering is what initiated it. Did they evolve long necks due to foraging up high and then the males started using them for fighting and the females thought, oh, this is sexy, I'll take some of that. (laughs) And the sexual selection then reinforced the naturally selected neck. Or was it the other way around? Slightly longer necks were better for fighting. So those that had all the sex and all the babies, and when they were like, holy shit, I can eat up tall now. What an advantage. The argument is unsolved and it is still um, debated. You're welcome. We have no resolution for you. (laughs) Um, But we think it's not one or the other. It's probably a combination of both. And just circling back to what we said in the beginning, it had to be a really strong selection pressure for this to happen. Mm. because it is an outrageously long neck yeah and so something had to be like really strong and neither one of these is the perfect solution it's like ralph there'd be a there's sort of like a trade-off it's like yeah there's this ghastly thing yeah sticking out so they're getting all these advantages from having a long neck but the reason why it evolved Mm. is still in press yeah because you wouldn't have something so outrageous unless it was super super beneficial because then you would just die unless there were advantages to outweigh the costs of having a massive neck yeah now this is the part of the podcast where we inject our thoughts into the paper So, the sexual dimorphism thing, difference between males and females. Originally, when Avril and I were talking about this, being a, you know, it's a sexual battle sort of thing, we thought under the classic sexual selection, then wouldn't female giraffes have really, really short necks? Why do female giraffes have long necks? There's I no love, sexual dimorphism I there. love imagining them like that. I know, like, eh. Um... <laughs> You know, like the big difference between peacock and peahens, it's so clear which one's female, which one's male, but female giraffes still have really long necks. Um, But then we've found out reading the paper that there is sexual dimorphism or a difference between males and females. And the reason why it's a lot less pronounced than in the peacocks and the peahens is that a giant neck is such an integral skeletal structure. It's like the size and the number of the vertebrae making yep. up the neck. Um, so it's, it's pretty kind hard of, to change that in midlife. It's pretty hard to change that midlife or just like for it to not be tagged on yep. with birth. And then um, the birds, their feathers are very hormonal mm. and they also are seasonal and can shed and things like that. So it's, a, it's like a less... What do you call it? Concrete. It's a le- yeah, it's a less concrete trait, right. and that's why the sexual dimorphism for this giant neck isn't as strong as pretty feathers. Exactly. So that was really interesting. Yes, definitely. And then another um, side is that um, a genetic long neck isn't just one coded gene. It doesn't, you don't have one piece of your DNA or a giraffe don't have one piece of their DNA that says you have this long of a neck and Mm. it's only for males. And so it's likely that it's linked to other genes and so it just gets carried on with other genes being expressed that are really important. Yeah. Cannot be separated just by sex. Yes. Next time on Sound Scientific, we're going to look at snakes and the evolution of their venom. How did venom evolve and why? Oh my god. Did you just level up your podcasting voice? Yeah. Wow. I have goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) So should you. (laughs) And so, um, obviously, if you loved this, you'll love snake venom too. Mm -hmm. So um, keep listening. Thanks, guys. And once again, we are on Instagram at Sound Scientific. 
two S's, as it should be. And on Twitter, we are sharing the S. And so you can follow us there. That's and, pretty much it. And um, hit the follow things on, like, All the on Spotify and stuff. Because yeah. I never subscribe to stuff because I'm no. like, why does it matter? Because it doesn't matter to me personally. Yes. But it matters to now, us. It- <laughs> Make Throw us, us a bone. Throw us a Throw bone. Throw us an extent, an elongated <laughs> vertebrae bone. <laughs> exactly. And also keep our the recommendations coming our way because the way we um, came across Snake Venom was a DM. So mm-hmm. please send us your queries, questions, and what you guys are interested in. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This is a journey into science. Science. What is it all about?